Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it. Meow, D-Pads. This week, you are a cat. As we take to the meat. I'm, I'm a cat? Andrew, you're, no, no, no. You are a human We did this already. Being. I'm a cat? Uh, we, are, we are both cats, but not real human cats. Meow. Wait a second. Oh, my God. Meow. Oh, oh. Oh meow god! Oh meow oh, god! No. Oh my god! Oh my god! This is—it's happening again. Yeah? Is this why I had so much trouble finishing the games? I couldn't hold the controller with my little paws. You don't have paws. You have hands. Oh no! Oh no! Those are paws. Is this? I couldn't. All I could hit on the controller was the pause button. I felt like I was struggling you have to make pause. It. Oh, we Jesus are cats. Christ. Meow, Andrew. You got to be honest with me. Did you beat this game or did you just keep playing with balls of yarn? Oh my god, it was yarn. Oh, it was yarn. Oh, okay, it was yarn. I, oh, I want to play with that yarn. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Let me go find okay, that yarn. Go find that yarn. I will introduce us to this week's game. It's 2022's Blue 12 software game Stray on the PS5 this week on the Retrograde Podcast. Welcome to the Retrograde Podcast, where we remind you what you used to love and whether or not you still meow. <laughs> My name's Andrew Brascom, and with me as always is the bad boy of podcasting, the cat boy of podcasting indeed, Meowky Aaronworth. <laughs> oh, Why all the silliness up Oh top? my God, it's because we're talking about Stray, Mikey. It's because we're talking about Stray. Also, Meowky Aaronworth. It's, it's amazing. It's like, it's like how when you're... When you have to tell someone your password, which you should never do. Why would you, you ever, be doing if this? If you ever have to say your password out loud yes. or like write it down or something, yes. it's so much harder than just typing it on a keyboard because you realize you don't actually know the password and the characters as well as you know the motion of your hands. Right. So when something in our introduction gets messed up mm -hmm. in terms of like a, mis a misstep or a changed yeah. word, everything is thrown out the window. I'm questioning everything. Yeah. Why did I wake up this morning is my main concern. <laughs> If he doesn't say Mr. Bebop himself, why do I even do this at all? Mike Meowkey. Aaron Worth. <laughs> so you just said it. Now I know how to lead into it. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. Oh, there you go. See, so, yeah, even I know. me messing myself up by this saying- This is a Manchurian candidate type thing where if I- Socks. <laughs> yellow September, three. September. Liver. <laughs> uh, what? I got to go kill Queen Elizabeth. I'll be right back. Uh, She's okay. already dead. Don't worry. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's been dead for how, months. How long is that going to take you, by the way? Oh, God. It wouldn't take me. Like I would. I, would just, I can vamp for a little bit. Honestly, you, behind you a shower curtain, I would just have to go- and then <laughs> dead, dead as a dead as a doornail, so dead. We're losing our UK listeners, which are surprisingly strong. <laughs> yeah, so. thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, depends on where in the UK, but yes, That's I agree. True. Yeah. It depends on where in the UK. <laughs> also, strangely, mm -hmm. as I don't know if you saw this, Andrew, but as of last week, mm -hmm. on the on the uh, the iTunes charts, okay, we hit in in video games in the category of video games, top five, top five. We were top five in the video games in category in the window. So you said something. After yeah, we were top five in video games. Perfect. In See? the Philippines. So you keep saying something just when I talk so I can't hear you. Yeah. We well, were top five in video games. So Okay, so if you stop talking right now. Yeah. Stop talking. We made the iTunes top five video game podcast chart, Andrew. Congratulations. Okay, great. Awesome. Oh, you did it again. That's really driving me crazy. Because mm -hmm. now I don't understand what you're saying. We made the top five. Yeah, we did. Yeah. In video games. The Philippines. In the Philippines. In the Philippines. In the, oh, yeah. Oh, did you not hear that Oh, part? no, I didn't hear that part. So thanks oh, to all of our loyal, loyal thanks listeners. Thanks to our new Filipino listeners. We love every single one of you. Uh, uh, this is exclusively a, a podcast for the Philippines at this point. Uh, why not? We get the two people were really popular, it turns out. The UK. <laughs> but that's going to diminish soon after my Queenslander. And then uh, now the Philippines. So that's I, great. Oh, I've always said this. And I've traveled to a lot of places in the world. And I've always said this. <laughs> no matter where I go. People yeah. are always like... Everywhere I go, people are like, 
Mikey, what do you think? And that's weird to me. (laughs) But everywhere I go, people always ask me my thoughts on where I'm visiting. Mm -hmm. Now, I've never visited the Philippines. Mm -hmm. But when I do place uh, visit other places, they say, Mikey, what do you think about the Philippines? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I say, they need two white dudes podcasting about video games. Yeah, that's the market that hasn't been cornered there. I would say there is probably uh, a gap in that market there. That's true. You know, I do not, like- not anymore though. <laughs> no, no. Andrew and Mikey have moved right in. Number one. There's gonna, we should, Next how much is guess? a billboard in Philippines? We should find oh, out. That's a good question. And rent out just you and I, you and I back to back, like like we're real estate <laughs> agents or something like that. Like number one. <laughs> uh, next week's guest, actually, uh, we should announce it here. Manny Pacquiao is coming on. <laughs> in which we can give no slander to. Otherwise, we will lose every single listener that we just acquired That's, in the no, Philippines. But to be fair, I love Manny Pacquiao. Yeah. A lot of him. A lot of him. Yeah, yes. a lot of the yes. stuff. Isn't he like his karaoke? Yes, his karaoke I've heard he also boxes. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, he's been moderately successful doing that. He's yeah. retired now, so don't worry about oh, okay. it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, isn't he also like a member of parliament or something like that? Yeah, I think he's a prime minister. No, I, that that's not that can't be true. No, but he's, no, he's like a high-ranking member yeah. of, of parliament oh, in, in the Philippines. See, is this is crazy. how much we're now just using our all of our knowledge in the Philippines right now. All of our knowledge in the Philippines, and we have a ton of knowledge about the video game Stray. Yes. 2022 video game Stray came out on the PS5, PS4, and Windows. Uh, we're going to be doing a full spoiler cat on this episode. Mm-hmm. The puns are going to be flowing. Oh boy, are like, they? Like, 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 uh, uh, oh, yarn. <laughs> did tell yarn? At a kitty party. Okay. <laughs> and normally, I know, Andrew, you're not uh, invited to kitty parties. You're not allowed there. You have to announce yourself oh, before thanks. you get to kitty yeah, parties. Okay. But this is not the type of kitty party I'm talking about. Okay. What are you, you're talking about cats? Kittens. Kittens. K- kittens. kittens. Yes. Kitten party. Yes. It'll be flowing like saucers of milk. Oh, that's well, that's well done. Thank you very much. By the way, saucers. How? Well, saucers for sure. Yeah. Very shallow. Very shallow. Not bowls. Not bowls. No. Saucers. Saucers. Which the cat's got to be like, stop being so fucking cheap. <laughs> Splurge a little bit. Give me a gravy train. I always assume it's a saucer because like under the cup, right? So you put a cup on a saucer. Right. So maybe you've like spilt a little bit, Mick, oh. and you're like, eh, cat, clean it up. Like rather than crying over this, I'm just going to give it to a stray cat. 100%. But, and then it comes out that milk is really bad for cats. Right. We've been poisoning them. Well, Probably I don't know, but this is like too. this is like everything that comes out every once in a while. You're like, this is really bad for you. I'm like, I don't know. My grandmother lived to like 95 and she was doing this every day. So Right, but she was miserable. Was she? Well, she always told me about how much she hated her <laughs> grandchildren. I don't know if that had anything to do with she it. She had a lot of them and they were all delinquents. <laughs> we're all pretty stupid. So that makes a lot of sense. Before we get into this week's game stray, let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, video games in general, generic video games. I know we've been spending a, a large chunk of the last week wrapping mm. up stray peeking into all the nooks and crannies. Uh, what about Madden 23? Last, last last week, we talked about John Madden football because the release of Madden 23 was coming out. You had it pre-ordered. Have you had any chances to explore it yet or have you been stray focused? So I've been stray focused, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of ironic. Right. And uh, But is that... No, so when we talked on the podcast, I'm like, I've pre-ordered it. I am like a corporate slave. What are you going to do? But at least I get to pre- play it early. Mikey, I don't get to play it early. Uh, I bought the generic standard edition and you have to buy the like $110 edition in Canada to get pre-order. So mine, as of recording, I can play in 24 hours. Oh, Uh, that sucks. You know, I will say though, there was something today where I, I turned on turned on my PlayStation after finishing Stray and I was kind of like, oh, just kind of sorting through things, deleting it. And uh, and, <laughs> and I I saw John Madden's face pop up and it's like, 23 days. He's like, bam, I'm so sorry. It's going to be great. And I'm like, oh, this is something very relaxing and like nostalgic and reassuring about his weird, large face. It's, it's a large ass. What do you think is bigger? John Madden's face or a football with his, John Madden's face painted on it? 
his to scale. Well, then, trick question. They're the exact same. Andrew, this is why Man. I love to have you as a co-host. Thank you very much. Nothing gets by you. And this is the stuff, Mo- much like the defense coach by John Madden. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the kind of stuff that the Philippines truly loves. <laughs> it's love this John Madden jokes. This banter. That just snaps, crackles, and pops, baby. Could you imagine? Do you think we're being shared there as like a joke for like like people just like, look how dumb Americans are, even though we're Canadian? <laughs> yeah, but they cancel the difference, honestly. That's true. The number of times that we travel anywhere and people are like, Americans, you're like, eh, sure. Sure, uh, why not? Wh- yeah. What am I going to do? It depends. Crack? Am I drunk? <laughs> am I making a fool of myself? If so, here's the Americans <laughs> yes. may not realize this. Yes. If we've just fucked up and someone asks us where we're from, we say America. Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Philadelphia with our friends from What the Famicom <laughs> yeah. podcast. Yeah, if I'm like really drunk, like stupid Americans, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, what are we going to do? Can't change those stripes because the colors don't run. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, no, I'm not going to get into that. Okay, good. Nope. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. probably for the best. Leave it for a different podcast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, so I was John Madden. I haven't played yet. Uh, and unfortunately, I've just gone back and played the, the gener- generic stuff I've been playing usually, but I'm getting closer and closer on Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, nice. So that's going to happen soon. So that's really exciting. And then, uh, yeah, just normal stuff there's this cool dragon ball z thing happening in fortnite right now yes i saw that everyone's um, lebron james's kamehameha all over the place mm-hmm. yes exactly that's yes. pretty cool i'm i'm currently captain america and i'm doing a bunch of weird stuff that captain america probably as a character would not approve of um such as uh, the gritty oh the gritty doing <laughs> yeah. the gritty doing the gritty <laughs> yeah that's great uh everyone loves the gritty uh yeah so yeah that's been taking up my time but now now i've finished stray i'm gonna move right into madden time and i'll be a happy little boy that's amazing i've moved from uh, i finished stray uh i've been i've been checking in with with uh elden ring from time to time you're not gonna finish that eh? i i am gonna finish it it's just gonna take me a very long time Mm. and and i'm actually gonna talk about one of the things i realized about my time with elden ring when we talk about stray and how much of a breath of fresh air stray was in some in some ways yeah uh, when it comes to playing Elden Ring instead. But I moved to a game called Cult of the Lamb. Cult of the Lamb, I got it on my Steam Deck. It was uh, uh, published by Devolver Digital, a game that is a roguelite, city-building, relationship sim, farming sim, what the? survival game. It it kind of checks a ton of different boxes, what? and it's quirky as fuck. Okay. The, just kind of like base level of the story, you're a lamb, your your sacrifice. You're actually a lamb. Yeah, you are. A, oh, I'm, I'm a, a lamb. lamb? <laughs> <laughs> no, not again. No, I'm a cat. I'm a cat. Oh, you're a cat. I'm a lamb. Okay. <laughs> Am I Sherry Lewis? Okay. Yes, <laughs> Sherry Lewis. Oh, nice. Lamb chop. Didn't she die of cancer? Yeah, Mikey. <laughs> okay. She died like 25 to... years ago. Yeah, no, I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> She's still dead. <laughs> be because good. I walked by her grave and that bell was ringing. <laughs> that bell in her casket was still ringing. Um, didn't she die of cancer by the way a oh, friend good. a friend of ours uh who listened to the podcast wrote in and said that the are they from the philippines they are they're from the philippines okay yeah. cool. yep um uh they they wrote in and said the reason why the bells were removed from caskets is because they'd be i don't know they like tie like like dead people are going fishing for trout or something and taking a nap <laughs> they tie like a fishing line to their toe so they'd have the thing tied to their toe and the bells would ring because the bodies were shrinking and shriveling and then the things were falling off and then they, so they're just like digging up dead bodies yeah like this guy's crazy dead <laughs> he's so dead it's not like he just recently died no like, no he's been dead a while oh my god well that's so that would be terrifying the bell going off yes you know what would be more terrifying than one bell going off a couple oh. <laughs> like oh <uh-oh>. it's <laughs> happening the corner got into the cough syrup <laughs> oh um the I, I thought a good idea for a sitcom would be a sitcom called just around the corner 
Yeah, I like that. And, Go and it's, it's a it's a coroner who lives just like a block away from his work. Yeah, and he's and he just walks around the corner to go to work, and he just struggles to find a work life balance. Uh, pushing daisies or six feet under? It's a comedy. It's a comedy. Pushing yeah, yeah, daisies. yeah. Pushing okay. daisies. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Le- uh, the the leap haste vehicle we all wanted. That's that guy. Leap haste. They introduced leap haste to all of us. Who's leap haste? Okay, uh, Lee Pace was <laughs> the number of times you just have a resounding like, ah, oh, fuck, I guess. We're <laughs> Why did it work? Like okay. a jogger in he a cemetery. He was the villain in the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Oh, okay. uh, he's about six foot six. He is in. Uh, he's very tall. Yes. Uh, he was in Halt to Catch Fire, one of my favorite TV shows oh, of the last twenty yes. years. Okay, I know. Okay. Who, yeah, yeah, there yeah we I know go. Very good. About. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, he's in the new Bodies, Bodies, Bodies that everyone's talking about oh, I that just that. came out last weekend. I'll watch that. Okay, there we go. Let's do it. Let's well, do it. I just set up your weekend for you. You're welcome. Oh, I can't wait. Yep. Sorry to my girlfriend. Can't hang out anymore. <laughs> Watching bodies, bodies, you. bodies. She I won't it. let her watch TV uh, with me. No, 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 no. I, I don't let her watch TV. Yes. I explain to her what I've seen. And I have her tell me whether or not she would be interested in watching it. You baby bird television to her. Yes. You I, consume it in your mouth and then spit it back at her. All of the food I've consumed while watching the television, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I vomited in her <laughs> mouth while explaining what I saw. You guys have a very special relationship. Unique. Andrew, it, it, boy, is it. You know, speaking of cult of the lamb, this feels very like cult of the lamb yes. kind of thing, like very cultish. So you're actually a lamb in this game? You, are, this actually, game. you are actually a lamb in this okay. game. Uh, and you were basically sacrificed by some old gods that are saying if they can get rid of the last lamb, essentially. Mm-hmm. That's that's the part of the, the crux of the story. If they kill the last lamb, they will prevent a like the strongest of the old gods from being resurrected. Well, the strongest of the old god gets their hands on you and brings you back to life and sends you on a mission to start a cult and take down the old gods so what that means is you enter it's kind of like stardew valley oh if every time you left your farm you did a bit of dungeon dungeon crawling so you go in and you do you do which is a part of stardew valley it is is very similar so when you go to do the mining Mm -hmm. in in the caves it's kind of like that but more enemies the combat is much better and each of those runs is about and this is what i really like about it is about 10 to 15 minutes okay now in a lot of roguelikes i'm thinking like hades rogue legacy 2 every every run that you do is usually ends up being once you get decent at the game like 30 to 40 maybe even longer especially in hades those runs would get really long Mm -hmm. the fact that it's only 10 to 15 minutes means sure spend your time there get your resources progress the story but then you get to come back to the city building element and the farming and and talking to all your new cult followers that you like if you beat a boss you can convert one of the, uh, the the person who was behind the boss and turn them into a follower. But you have to maintain your followers by giving them gifts, by talking to them, doing tasks for them. You can assign them tasks, but you can also clean up the farm yourself and plant things and unlock new buildings, which increase cool. worship, would increase. So I've been spending a lot more of my time building out the city and talking to my followers because what I realized is like, you know, in like any adventure game you play, there's mm-hmm. this feeling of like the overworld dungeons and towns so like you leave your town which is your safe space you go to like all the liberals just fucking staying <laughs> then it's snow snowflake village. snowflake village yeah. baby uh you go to the overworld you go to a dungeon and that's where it's hard but then you get to come back and reap the the benefits of all the hard work that you did in, sure. the, in the cave that feeling of returning to town is always my favorite moment in any video game. Now, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be good if there weren't any trials and tribulations, but the fact that they've put the balance much more on the city itself and reaping the benefits, and then the dungeon crawling is almost a footnote to the townskeeping, is 
great to me. I didn't realize, but I really liked that in a oh. game. I wanted the balance to be more geared towards uh, the the fruits of your labor than the labor itself, and mm. that and that's kind of what I'm what I'm experiencing. Than the labor of your fruits and the labor of my fruits. You like the fruits of your labor, not the labor of your fruits. That's true. Yes, that's exactly what I Thank said. Thank you. So no, I just shortened it. No, no, I I, I get that. Okay, I expanded it to make my language more flowery so that people could really enjoy what I was trying to say. Oh, okay. I'm so sorry. I, I didn't know, know they were. Want me to, oh, you didn't know they were enjoying No, I didn't I know they were enjoying it. So sorry. Oh, that's because you don't speak Filipino. <laughs> I'd love to hear you give it a shot. Mikey, please don't. Mikey, please don't. Mikey, please don't. I was joking. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> His mouth opened. I just so want to let that be. I will keep for the record. Uh, progress. <laughs> I did, yeah. Uh, it, I will keep my progress updated as we go because I'm, I'm really liking this game. It's about a 12-hour game or so, so I maybe I'll finish it. Maybe oh, I is it 12 hours? It's about 12 hours. Honestly, that sounds like a lot of fun. It sounds like a game I would like. 12 hours is great. No, honestly, it feels like you might because uh, you did like Stardew Valley I as well. I loved Stardew. I put so many hours in Stardew Valley. So imagine Stardew Valley with better, uh, better combat and better interactive elements with the townsfolk. God. Is it focused on me getting in a relationship? This is like Stardew Valley was like dealing with my mother. It was like, are you gonna get married yet? Are you yes. gonna get married yet? And you're like, holy <laughs> shit, Stardew Valley, get off my back. No, this was this is more uh people love you, which is way more up my alley. Uh, you do have a God complex, so this does work out. It's for not you. a complex, Andrew. <laughs> it's a mission. No, it's just a <laughs> <From> fact. <God. laughs> I've given myself a mission. A mission from God. Yeah. Uh some things though before I move on that I Please. really like about it. When it comes to like cleaning up the town, like you chop down trees, you can mine rock, you can shovel shit, literally shovel shit oh, wow. to clean clean things up. Everything is just press A. Oh, that's fantastic. You don't have to pick out, you don't have to take out a pickaxe, you don't have to take out a shovel, you don't have to, you know, it just press A to do is great. Red Dead, take note. Oh, for <laughs> how we're catching strays. Just a fucking, just a drive-by on Red Dead. Uh, what, what are you playing it on right now? I'm playing it on my Steam Deck, oh, which is Steam it's perfect deck. for that. It's, it's it absolutely perfect for the Steam Deck. How's the Steam Deck doing for you? I, I love it, but holy shit, the batteries are so bad. You know what's so funny? Before anything, like I stare at that thing and I'm like, well, you look like a Game Gear, so it's, uh, that's what it this is. better not be a battery issue. I, I thought that my charger was broken because I'd get like 45 minutes of game time before my battery was done. I'm like, oh, yeah. it's just not charging fully. And then I realized it is. It's just that the game eats up so much battery. Uh. Granted, like how often are you actually playing portably without access to a plug these days? It's a little bit more. Isn't selling, that the hope? Like, isn't that the one of the selling parts? Like it is. But I think portability in gaming has changed. The concept has changed. It's not so? just car rides. And even if it is a car ride, most cars now have plugs that you can use. I think it's more like the ability to bring gaming with you wherever you go. So, like, I will hunker down at my cottage and play this rather than bringing my PS5 to my cottage. Mm. I don't even have a TV there. Yeah, um, I would just bring my my Steam Deck. And I can game there without having to to think about bringing up a TV and a PS5 and the controllers mm. and, and, and. It just makes traveling easier. That's what portability in gaming now means to me. The number of times I'm playing it during a commute, granted, I don't commute to work, so that's that's a big element of it. But I feel, I feel like I'm okay with the battery life not being as good because I'm really not finding myself in a situation where I need to spend an hour away from a plug at, at many given points in time. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No, that's I, I get that that's fair. That's actually like, there's this weird, uh, I'm not a sycophantic like Apple fan like a lot of people are where yeah. they're just like, you are uh, uh, you only have one brand and you're like, that's my brand and I will defend it to my death. We, you and I talk about this all the time on the podcast. I just yes. I never understand people like, I'm an Xbox person. No, no. I'll I'm, kill anyone else. I'm, I'm a fan of good products. Exactly. But uh, so the- Which is why I'm an Xbox person. <laughs> <laughs> so they were talking about now they're switching the charger again on the iPhone and everyone's like, what the fuck? I got to do things. And then I got my hands on like one of the newer chargers and it charged my phone in like 12 minutes. And I'm like, 
Okay, shit. Oh, oh hell yeah. Fuck. Okay. Well, guess what? Yeah, we'll get five new charges. Okay, that's fine. You know what I mean? Well, I think one of the issues, especially with the, the iPhone and iPads in the past, was that every time they changed the charger, all of your accessories had to change. Yes. Now it's a little different with Bluetooth. Bluetooth. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. don't have a port that you need to change. Yes, yeah, exactly. Sorry. So, I don't know so how I got on this. Sorry about that. Well, no, no. It, well, Steam Deck batteries. <laughs> yes, it's all, I guess it's all, so. it's all related. Yeah. So uh, stay tuned for some more conversation on Cult of the Lamb. I will say the reviews of this game are not outrageous. But oh. if, if what I'm outrageously good, good, outrageously good, they're okay. good, they're okay. good, but they're not like 90, like 90 average or something. Sure. It's probably hovering low 80s or something like that. But if what I'm saying speaks to you about the the town building element, the variety of gameplay and a little bit more of a casual roguelike that isn't focused on difficulty as much as it is on just the experience of, of doing new things and, and randomize things every time you enter the dungeons give it a shot because you'll probably like it more than the median of, of what the reviews okay. are these days. Yeah, or the mean. I think I'm going to try it. That sounds like a lot of fun. Also, if you do, maybe maybe you will do next month like we did with this one where we're doing a spoiler cast of, uh, yes. of Stray. Maybe we can do Cult of the Lamb in a little bit. Which I think I want to talk about the end of the episode because some of these new games are very interesting. Some of these new games... Gaming is pretty interesting I, to me too, Andrew. I've started thinking about how this old game stuff. What are we doing? What are we doing with retro games? Hey, <laughs> you know what we should review? What's that? The Ford Model T. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> this week on motoring or whatever it is, like some, <laughs> some car show or something like that. It's like the F Model T. Actually, no, no the Toyota Celica from 1993. Like at Skylark or something yes, like that. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what? It does sound pretty interesting. I'd love for someone to drive one around and like look at the interior if no one had ever touched it and be like, ooh, interesting. I believe it's called Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, yes. Andrew. It means visiting Jay Leno's garage. Yes, yeah, exactly. Just opening up, yeah. like, this is a fire truck from the 1930s. You're yeah. like, oh, cool. Yeah. No, we will talk about that at the end of the episode because we have some thoughts yes. on uh, on some ways to modernize the podcast a little bit. But mm -hmm. before we do that, let's modernize today's topic and uh, bump ourselves up to talking about Stray. Stray. Andrew, are you ready to do it? Yeah, let's do it. Let's oh. talk about our, our, little, our little feral cat our as little feral goes cat. on an adventure. Did you name your cat, by the way? No, what? Name my cat. Yeah. How so? I don't know. Just like pretend y your name's something. Do so that re requires me to talk out loud to the video game. Well, or just in your head. Like in my head? Yeah, just. Okay. Oh. So what was, what was it? Buttons? Mittens? No, it was, it was Feral Cat. You named your cat Feral Cat? Yeah, but at least it had a name, Andrew. <laughs> Will Feral Cat? Yeah. I slapped the shit out of that thing. <laughs> oh no, Will Feral. That's yes. another Will. <laughs> Yeah, Will Ferrell cat. Will uh, Ferrell cat. Uh, uh, yeah, no, no, I did not name my cat. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Well, let's, Mikey, I'll let you get into it and then I'll get into my thoughts. On this so game. we, right now, what we're going to do is typically, like usually what we do on the podcast, uh, we'll go into a whole breakdown of, of the of the game and, and talk about the development and, and all that stuff. And we're going to do that right now, but we are going to be spoiling the shit out of this game. Yes. Right? Uh, before we do that, though, it's going to be more talking, top down, development, storyline, all that stuff. Uh, but not as many spoilers. When we're about to get into the spoilers, we will tell you. So you can listen along a little bit, maybe gauge your interest in Stray. Mm -hmm. uh, but if, if if you're if you're a fan of this podcast and you're sitting there, you're like, what the freaking heck is going on right yeah. now? Well, what's, what, Where are what? the retro games? Because I don't know if you know this, Andrew. Our listeners might, but typically what we do on the podcast is we take a look back at the games that we used to play when we were kids. Usually it's something we had an affinity towards one way or another. We rate and review the games as we remember them back when we used to play them. And then we actually play the games and then come back and rate and review the games uh, out of four bits in the modern day against like some modern day games. But we can't do that this week because it's, it is a modern game that we're playing. You know who knew that more than me? Who? The people of the Philippines. 
that people in the Philippines they knew that and they are disappointed. That is, I don't know. Have you ever seen the 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 flag of the Philippines? Uh, I probably have in my life, but I could mm-hmm. not tell you what it looks like. It's it's just it's. I'm going to say this, and you're going to think they're surrendering. They're not. It's just a blank white flag. Whoa. They're not surrendering. Okay. What they're doing is paying homage. Because if you look closely, mm-hmm. there's text on it. Oh, there is. And that text says, typically we do in this podcast, <laughs> take, okay, it's usually that's safe. their national anthem. You that's, don't know this. Yes. Hands over their hearts. And they say it in English, too. Yeah. This is only helping your God complex. <laughs> <laughs> they're saying my words back to me. <laughs> it's not hurting. That's for sure. Um, so this game was developed by Blue 12 Studio, published by Annapurna, uh, which is fitting because purr is in the word of Annapurna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good. <laughs> yeah. Came out July 19th, 2022, uh, began production in 2015. Uh, wow. Yeah, under under the name, uh, it was HK, it was HK Project was, was the, okay. the name that they were doing. Blue 12 is from Montpellier, France. Oh, nice. Uh, also around Montpellier is a, a branch of U- Ubisoft. Okay. Uh, two people left Ubisoft, uh, Colas Kula and Vivian Mermet uh, Goyne. Uh, and they founded B12 after leaving that. And if B12 sounds familiar to you, B12 being uh, being Blue 12 Studio, yep. it's because the name of the robot in the game is B12. Oh, wow. I didn't even put that together. Right? Pretty okay, cool. Okay, yeah. Wow. Also hmm. the name of the vitamin, I stab my butt when I don't Yeah, yeah you got to put in your butt. <laughs> I love that. That's always I put the, all my vitamins in my body. Yeah, I know that's exclusively my uh, my vitamin taker, uh, my big rump. <laughs> Actually, sorry, and we've made it very canon on this podcast. We have skinny little butts on. We this have podcast. skinny little. Butts. We have two boys with skinny little butts. Barely any room for those B twelve no. uh, tablets that I want to <laughs> shove up there. Um, uh, so, so this is the first game, I, as far as I can tell, that they that they put their production in. But it's been going on since, like I said, twenty fifteen. It was originally supposed to come out, I believe, in twenty twenty, but it, or sorry, it was announced in twenty twenty. Originally scheduled for twenty twenty one got delayed mm. till 2022 like most games around yeah, this time yeah. um the game's design this is this was fascinating to me it was actually based around i'm not sure if you know about this place called kolun walled city in china have you ever heard about this oh the walled city yes yes i have heard about this i had never heard about this before yeah. but it's fascinating it's basically it was in china it was originally a military fort and became kind of an ungoverned city yes that covered about uh, 6.4 acres That's and eventually crazy. got populated by a number of around 50,000 people living in there. So it is just like cities and villas and and, and like like what would be the equivalent of a Brazilian favela or mm-hmm, something like that mm-hmm. stacked on top of one another. An Edith Finch situation. An Edith Finch, very much yes. an Edith Finch situation. Uh, but it was kind of, I say it was ungoverned. It was sort of ruled by the triads. So there was a lot of crime there, a lot of drugs there. But aesthetically speaking, it's it very much mimics the walled city 99 that we spend a lot of time with uh, in stray moving around as a cat the uh the the developers and designers of it kind of thought that this would be a good aesthetic playground for a cat because like what what better way you know tightly packed streets yeah small air conditioning units that allow you to to platform up mm-hmm. up to different spaces um and so that was really neat and if you look at you should google this it's Kowloon, k-o-w-l-o-o-n walled city if you want to see what we're talking about it's it's pretty fascinating cool. now i think as is always the case they've turned it into like a fucking theme park yeah 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 it's yeah, just yeah. airbnbs and <laughs> exactly yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah probably uh toby Keese. i love this bar and grill and uh <laughs> you're all set <laughs> Um, 
so the uh, the story is is pretty pretty straightforward without getting into spoilers yet. Uh, you're running from your running around with your furry friends. This is how it starts. You are just a cat as a cat. No dialogue. That's that's the the cold open of this of this game. Yes. Uh, you fall into a gutter and you find yourself down at the Walled City ninety nine. Uh, and you start in this village and you start to realize that uh, while you may have started in sunlight and greenery and green mm-hmm, spaces, mm-hmm. there's a whole realm of of not quite humans, but robots who live there in squalor. And you try to figure your way out of that city to, to meet up with your friends yeah. and to maybe save the day along the way. If you yeah. can, Andrew, do you have time to save the day today? Save the day, make some friends. You know, it's it's the story of the littlest hobo, really, in a lot of it ways. Is, it yeah. is. Not Homeward uh, Bound. Not Homeward Well, it is. Well, nope. Because there's no dogs in it. That's there's the no point. Dogs. What is Homeward Bound about, Andrew? Uh, t- two dogs and a cat? Isn't that what it is? Yeah, I think so. Two dogs and a cat? Three dogs and a cat? Two, guy, two girls, a guy, and a pizza in this place? Economy? <laughs> in this economy? How many dogs and a cat can you have? Oh, too many. <laughs> too many. How much kibble can one person afford? <laughs> I, you, you, in Homeward Bound, you didn't see the parents have that story before. It's like, God, I hope one of these dogs goes missing today. <laughs> but can't keep all, feeding it. All three of them? All three? No, that's too many. That's too many. Oh, okay, good. Only a couple of them returned. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler for Homer Bound. Uh, <laughs> still a movie that will make me cry. Also, the music at the end. Oh my God, that, that fucking, that movie just kills me. I don't uh, even think I remember the music specifically. The music, I bet you actually do know it. You'd like be able to pick it up. And Is go it? Like, no, that's Jurassic Park. Oh, wait. What do dogs look like? Dogs look like they got ears. Like okay, a little, so little snout. Ears are just kind of like holes in the side of their scaly heads. No, 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 no. They're, they're at the top and they're very expressive. Oh, you mean like the big gill that comes around? Is that what that's your call? No, the no, ear no, no, and then no, they no. Spit they're little like pockets. Like put your, your hands like little pockets and you put them on top of your I don't have hands, like Andrew. I have paws. Yeah, your paws, right. I forgot about that. Yes. I can I can give like little paws kits. Yeah, little paws kits. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know what? You're nailing it. You look really good. So okay. go see how Mikey thinks a dog looks. Please go to YouTube. Dogs, dogs can open doors because they're clever girls, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They, and they have big uh, claws. unquenchable thirst for child blood. Uh, am I a dog? <laughs> Are you a dog? Am I a dog? <laughs> How many more things do you think you could be today? You could a god be- and dog backwards. <laughs> I mean, this is when I look in a mirror, I am a dog. Mikey, you could be anything you want to be. Oh, thank Just you. Just keep that in mind. Just okay? keep that in mind. I can be a dog and a god. Is there a god dog? I'm, I'm sure. Well, there's yeah. a dog. A god dog. God dog. <laughs> um, what, here's another interesting tidbit of the development before we get into the game. Please. Uh, while they were developing the game, it was a small group. It started with two people. I think it got up to a size of about 10 or so programmers and designers working on the game. That's amazing. It, it is amazing given what this game ends up becoming. Yes, seriously. Uh, and it looks great and it plays great. The sound is fantastic, which we'll, we'll get into in our review portion. But most of them had cats and a lot of them had office cats. So they would, they would study them. They would base their designs off of some of the cats that they had. One of the team members had a Sphinx cat. So no, no oh, fur. Huh. So analyzing the movement of it and cu- kind of doing mapping I, it wasn't clear if they actually put like the dots. motion tracking dots yeah. on it because you know it doesn't have fur they can just stick it to the yeah. the, the sphinx armor sure the cat loved that the cat definitely loved it <laughs> loved it loved it i hear all these balls on me i can't even play with them <laughs> just playing with the motion things um so basing basing uh all, all their their playment around them they they said that they knew that they had reached the next level of their development when their office cat started to interact with Will Ferrell cat on screen. Oh, wow. Which is, that really? would be so cool to like, create is... something from scratch and then have cats play. Because I, I don't know if you've seen the, the Twitter account of cats watching Stray. No. It's great. It's people just filming their cats watching Stray. That's amazing. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. that's so cool. It's cool. And that comes down to what 
a big chunk of the charm of this game is, yes. right? You're playing as a cat. You get to be a cat. You get to be a cat. That is the fun part. That's I sold my player one on this idea. Yes. Like I was like, hey, I got to play this game for the podcast. You're a cat. Well, I, and I, then she did. I'm a cat. I'm like, I'm not doing this at home too. I already no, do this at work. You're a lamb. <laughs> I can't bring my work home with me like this. Mikey's a god. That you said that, right? <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, I okay, did. okay, good, good. I, yeah, which one is this? Dog or god? No, you're a cat. Oh god, oh, here Jesus I go again. Uh, no, it, and that's the sell point. Like that's yes. the easy enough. You get to play as a cat. And who, I don't need more than that. That sounds so, pretty good. So much so, this game was preloaded and downloaded by so many people on Steam prior to uh, uh, the game coming out that it became Annapurna's, which is a, a publishing company, and they've yes. got a lot of really high-profile games. The game that was most concurrently played at around 60,000 concurrent players at any given time uh, by Annapurna. And that's 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 no slouch because Annapurna's also done games like uh, they did uh, Gone Home, uh-huh. uh, What oh, Remains wow. of Edith Finch. Yeah. They did the uh, Windows ports of Journey and Flower. Wow. Uh, um, and, you know, like a lot of really big games. So this is, is potentially their biggest one yet. It also felt like we talked about it where, uh, was it at E3 or something, where there was a playable trailer and people like lost their mind and and all of a sudden, like two days later, you can play the game. It like was, it felt like the the lead time was very short. So if you were paying attention, this this was announced because it was delayed a few times. Mm. But it really became it it went viral. I think very very early prior to the release. But that was kind of by design. Mm. B twelve wanted to focus all of their uh, HR or sorry their PR on. Uh, uh, or the, what, what assets they would have to assign to PR and, and, and advertising. They just wanted to keep that focused on development. Like, okay. never mind selling this. We've got the team we want. We want to make a good game. We're not going to sell it until it's ready to be sold. The easiest selling job in the world, though. Like, put me on PR there. I would just walk out there and be like, you're a cat. And then I would step off the stage and be Drop like, the mic. Yeah, 100%. You know, like, losing 100%. their minds. No, the, and, and it worked, right? Yes. Like, clearly it worked. Now, is this game the best game that Annapurna's ever published? No. I don't think so, no. but it is, it's good and it's, it's good enough to get your attention. And this is where we're going to have to start talking about the gameplay and the story beats. So we're now entering the realm of spoilers. We are, but Mikey and I also had a conversation before we started this podcast. I am not, I am not, well, first of all, I'm not a spoiler person. I could care less if people spoil things for me. I don't know how much of this game you can actually get. Darth Vader is Luke's father. Oh, fuck off, Mikey. You knew I was going to get to that eventually. Is that, <laughs> uh, is that I'm not sure how much you can spoil in this game. So if you're super sensitive, yes, absolutely. Turn this off. Go play the game. Come back to it and visit us later. If you're not, I don't know how much this is going to ruin for you, but that's just me. I, I think even having the story, I, I, I disagree. I think there are things that you can spoil about the game, but I okay. don't think that having those things spoiled makes the game not worth playing. Yeah. I think that the game is worth playing because of the gameplay elements, the exploration, and the general whimsy of it. Mm. I honestly think the this story is... The atmosphere is integral. The story is secondary to the rest of the game. I would completely agree with you. Yeah, yeah. And, I would completely agree with you. I will say that the atmosphere of this game is, is fucking amazing. But now, let me let me, right. let me me bring you back to a moment, Andrew. Uh, spoilers have started. Spoilers, spo- spoilers are started. Um, it's like your favorite Honda Civic. It's got a huge spoiler. Oh, Andrew. Yep. I, I want, can we just stop the podcast and go watch Fast and the Fast and the Furious right now? Do so you want to watch the eighth movie? <laughs> well, isn't the Fast oh, wait, and the, no. The Fast, the Fast and the Furious was the first one. The Fast and the Furious is the first one? No, yeah. Fast and Furious is the first one. No, the Fast and the Furious was the first one. The fact, okay, this is how you know they failed <laughs> in their, in their titling conventions is the fact that we're debating this. I don't think they failed because we have fate. 
We have fast eight. Yes. We have fast five. We have F9. We have F9. <laughs> yes, which is a control on the keyboard. We have alt F4, which <laughs> yeah. shuts the whole movie theater down. <laughs> Getting closer and closer. Getting closer and closer. Uh, okay, spoilers are going. Spoilers are going, but I'm going to take you back to a moment, Andrew. Uh, you just you just turned this game on. Mm-hmm. You know you're playing as a cat. Yes. Immediately, what is the... I don't know if this is going to work, but let me ask you out of curiosity. What is one of the first things you notice? You, you're controlling the cat now. What is one of the first things you noticed? Give uh, me your initial thoughts. Yeah, I uh, the, the, the walking pattern. That was like the first thing I was like, okay, how far can I go if I do this? Okay. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Then the, the one of the first things, the interactive elements. You're kind of, you're on a... Uh, you're on a piece of concrete in like a tunnel. The, oh, so so the this is yeah the first essentially story beat. The yes. first time yeah, it yeah, comes yeah. out like yeah. it fade from black and you come up and then if immediately you can either jump in a box or scratch something. Well, you can. Okay, so we're get we're getting close to what I wanted to hit on. Yes, here. you can jump in a box, yeah. but you can't jump and land in a box randomly. No, you have to go up to the box and press the action yes. button to jump your cat into the box. Yes. There's no jump button in this game. Oh, there is no jump button. That, in this game. That's right. the thing that immediately, I, you know, huh. it's it's crazy because you are a cat in this game. Not yes. you, Andrew. No, no, we're not going to keep doing we're this. We're not going to keep doing this. But I might be a cat. But you might be a cat. I, I, I'm we, really that's worried. Established now. I'm really just biting my tongue on this one. Oh, don't that sandpaper tongue? How are you going to groom yourself <laughs> if you bite your true. tongue? <laughs> um, you you can't jump, and that you know, for a game that that says your this is almost like simulator or whatever mm-hmm. you know like that's kind of the premise it was sold on i imagined an acrobatic platformer yeah. and that is not what this is no. now at first i was like this is weird and i don't like it mm-hmm. but when you listen to the reasoning of the development team and why they did it and then you kind of imagine what the game would be like if there was a free roaming jump button i don't know that it would have worked as well imagine being a cat and jumping and missing a ledge like that's not very cat like no i think the fact that everything you jump on you have to look at, there's a prompt, and you jump there. Makes all the jumps look more cat-like, feel more graceful, and, and of course, it does kind of limit exploration. Yes. Which, to me, is a key element of being a cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, it made this game feel a little bit on rails, but, yes. but did you th- what did you think? Would you have preferred a free-roaming jump button, or, or did this end up working for you? Free-roaming jump button. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no way around it. The, yeah. the issues with some of the gameplay that will come up later are due to the fact that everything is on rails yes. very clearly. And the few times that left you have to be creative on how you'd fix solutions were some of the best parts of the game. Yes. But they were few and far between because of the few options you, you knew where you had to go yes so much so much so that there were arrows sometimes pointing on where to go true so like it's not even that but just it there are so many elements of being on the rails in this game that can make you feel unenthused about going to play the game beating it like compare this to a game like portal okay. where when you find the solution to a a puzzle yeah you feel like you were only could have possibly been you who have figured that out. Uh, you yeah. feel like the smartest person on the planet. <laughs> While I'm playing this game, immediately I'm thinking, what is the game expecting me to do here? Yeah. Because that's the only way this is getting done. Right. It's everything is very much on rails there. Now, part of me doesn't hate that because okay. I think that every other game is super open and allows you to do a, a million different things. The fact that this was a much more consciously streamlined controlled game Mm -hmm. once i got my head around the idea of free roaming and free jumping i was like okay let let, i'll be on rails i'm on rails and gone home i'm on rails and edith finch yes there are games like that this game i realized 
is a walking sim. Like it's a walking sim as a cat. It's it's as yeah. close to that as you can get with a little bit more acrobatic. There's a little bit more puzzles too. I, I think the last third of the game is the most successful for me. Really? And, yeah. Wow. Because it was the most challenging when it came to puzzles. And that part I enjoyed the most. The problem is it's also the lightest in story and I don't feel that the story is very successful. So I, what I was going to say is just about Edith Finch and sure. John Home before I like reveal everything I've thought about this game is that the reason those are really successful is because they're walking simulators and the story carries it. And you're just like, and that's okay. True. You just want to get to the next part so you can find out more about the story. I don't know if the story was so captivating to me in this one about, you know, I guess we're just saying everything now, but like B12 and the robots and Momo and Clementine and finding the roof, if finding the, you know, uh, to the ground level and stuff like that was so captivating. That I'm like, I cannot wait to get to the next yes. part. Here. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I I agree with you there. Yeah. I think the story is a means to an end, yes. honestly. And I liked the exploration. I liked the. It sounds weird to say this, but the human element of it. I mm. liked interacting with the robots. Yes. I like to learn about their relationships with one another. I like to run tasks for them. And I disagree. I think the last three quarters of the game. I think the first quarter of the game is better than the last three quarters combined. I think mm. that that like that opening city where you're learning about uh, the the robots living in squalor. They're giving you some tidbits of information, like the humans were here, but it's been a long time before there's a a, uh, a clear culture around the the robots that live there. Mm-hmm. It felt like that was the, the, the biggest moment of like, here's a playground for a cat. Yeah. There are objectives to do. You can explore it at any pace that you want. You do have the set, like, go into, like, find the, uh, you have to find Momo, you have to find the three missing diaries, but apart from that, there were vending machines that you could find, there were music notes that you could find, there were uh, uh, little mysteries, like, safes that you needed to unlock, and it felt like I was just having fun, regardless of whether I was hitting plot points, I was just having fun living in that world. Mm. Beyond that, when the story does start to pick up, like you leave that that area yeah. and you cannot go back. No. Nope. And then you get into a tree tree house area and then you leave that and you cannot go back. Yeah. And then you get into the city that is under control by the Sentinels and then you leave that and you cannot go back. And, and you go to jail and then, then you, jail yeah. and this. Yeah. And that for a game that I thought was going to be more about just living in it. Yeah. I, I felt rushed in a way that I didn't like. Mm. Now, the idea of an Odyssey type game where you're constantly on the mood, a move, a road narrative, I like that. Yeah. But I didn't feel like I loved the way it was implemented in this game. And I think what it comes down to is the fact that that first area felt the most like there was the most love, care, attention to detail, and the most organic uh, uh, aspect of growth and pace of growth. Mm hmm. Whereas all the other ones felt rushed to me. Oh, interesting. Okay. So when you talk about the last third, yeah. What what last? Th- are you talking about the the uh, the city or the jail? I'm talking the- about Clementine. Yeah, and the getting the her prison? out, and then no, no, just before that, her sure. apartment, yeah, her yeah. apartment on, yeah. Where because I felt like those were the biggest challenges of like trying to get the vest and the hat and. You got to knock on, you got to wake up the drunk from the bar and get into the box who carries you into the hat shop. And so, and I was like, Hey, now we're actually doing stuff here. Like now I have to think where we're before it was just like hop, hop. And and while it was whimsical and, the, and I will say, I agree with you. We were saying it earlier, like the atmosphere and especially the graphics, I was really taken back on. Like, I think it was just beautiful. Yeah. The uh, game looks, it looks so next gen. Oh. I'm just like every so often I play a game and I'm like, 
okay, here we are. This yeah. is the next gen era. It yeah, looks yeah. so good. And the cat looks so good. Yeah. And like, and it, the cat moves really great. And all that was really fun. But like, I just didn't feel any motivation until my brain was actually challenged okay. from there on out. And I felt, because the Sentinels are much more challenging than the Zerks, which came on earlier. And so once I was doing that, I actually had to stop and think and go, okay, wait. I'm going to, how am I going to do this for a second? Right. Before I was just like, well, I'll just run, like run. The Zerks aren't going to catch you. Just run. You know well, what I actually, mean? What did you think about those Zerk interactions? Cause it was weird. If you run in a straight line, even though you're constantly moving, they'll get, they'll you. get you. Yeah. You have to sway and swerve. I was like Barry it, Sanders in the open field, baby. I was like, hey, oh, bam. I yeah. was like Deion Sanders. Oh, you're Deion Sanders. Yeah. 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 You were yeah. the other Sanders brother. It was the other Sanders yeah. brother. Okay. Yeah. 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 Bernie. Bernie, Bernie was there. Colonel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I, I, uh, so I, I, you know, once you get the hang of it, those chase sequences were, you know, they get your blood pumping. The losing them didn't really matter because you just start from scratch again. Like it's, it's fine. I, I didn't mind that. I, here's, I got the hilariously condescending uh, achievement. You died? Nine lives. Oh, nine lives. I yeah. got that too. That was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, you, like died. you died nine times. Well, when I was shot by a sentinel, I actually was like, oh, it's Fuck. getting shot. <laughs> yeah, is there's a visceral reaction to it that sucked. It, I know. And I feel like dirty when it I happens. thought getting eaten alive would be more disturbing. No, getting shot is more disturbing. Yes, exactly. Oh um, so I want to compare two moments. Yes. in in the game to talk about the puzzle element that you're talking mm-hmm. about and and the puzzle elements earlier in the game. Yes, those moments of like cause and effect. Almost like a like a Rube Goldberg machine mm. of well you got to get this and wait till the drunk wakes up and then and then they lift the box but you get in the box so yeah. you get taken in a place because like and I'll talk about that in more detail sure. in, in a second but that that felt good to me but there are slight moments of that in the first sequence as well I'm thinking about you need to get laundry detergent at yes, one point yes. to unlock something to trade with the merchant mm-hmm. and in order to do that you see these people above the laundry like the laundry uh, laundromat's closed and there are people throwing paint cans across the roof from each other up top you meow as they're about to throw they drop the paint the yeah, person yeah. comes out to clean the paint in front mm-hmm. of the laundromat you go into the laundromat grab the the uh, the, the detergent great that is something I did organically. I didn't know I needed the detergent before I got it. Mm-hmm. I was just exploring because I'm like, it's cool to be a cat. This city is fantastic. It's got a Blade Runner aesthetic. I love the neon. Yeah. I love everything about where I'm at. It's dirty, gr- gr- like gritty. Mm-hmm. I, I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So exploring was fun to me. I didn't need the puzzles. I was just like, I like living in it. Cut to the talk, the moment you're talking about where you had to you have to get your way into a hat store to steal a construction worker's hat, essentially, so that you can enter a factory. You can't enter the the hat store because the guy's saying there's deliveries and, and he's blocking the, yeah. the entrance before you try to get in. The delivery guy isn't bringing boxes in, even though you can jump in the boxes because he says his drunk friend is in the bar. So you go wake up the drunk friend by dropping a bottle on his head hide in the box. The drunk friend comes, brings the box, drops it in there. Now you're in and you can take the hat Mm -hmm. and and exit. Cool. But that couldn't happen for you organically because what's the first thing you do when you're in a new situation, especially in a game about a cat that rewards curiosity? What's the first thing you want to do? Explore. Right. You want to you want to push on all the little nooks and crannies yeah. and test test the boundaries to find the secrets before proceeding with the main story. Yeah. So I think I added about an hour and a half, maybe two hours to my gameplay in this game because before I did what I knew I was supposed to do in this city, which was yeah. search for Clementine, I checked everywhere that I knew Clementine wasn't. 
that's what these games are are about. Yep. And that's what I was able to do in the first segment. I found the back area of the bar. I found the the opening to the nightclub, which you need later on. Mm-hmm. I I I uh I entered the clothing store where you need to get the construction jacket, but I wasn't able to do any of this stuff mm. until a story beat. And then what I had to do is go back to those areas and do them again. There was I, I remember thinking in my first hour or so in the in the new city, I'm like, part one, everywhere you explored that you got to somewhere that felt like you shouldn't be, there was a reward there of some. Mm. There was a memory or a, a bottle or a, like a, like an energy drink that you can trade. Everywhere I got in the third city was empty, and I'm like, there's no reward for exploration. I'm checking under boxes. I'm doing. There's just nothing there. Yeah. Until the story beats are activated, and then you can get there. So it felt way less organic to me. Yeah. Was does that balance not mean as much? No, like I, I get what you're saying. I just found the first bit to be like so simplistic that yeah. I just kind of was like, well, I don't feel challenged by this. And I think the problem is if this game was just simply an exploration game, be a cat in a weird city. Yeah, yeah, cool. But it's not. It's a game about like clearly by their own admission, it's a game. It's a game about like progressing, right? And so therefore, I didn't feel the need to just like if they just told you like this is a world, explore it. This is it. You'd be like, oh, cool. I'm just doing whatever I want now. But since I knew I had achievable missions I had to right. do to move on, right. well, that's what I'm going to do because uh, that's I'm a video game player. See, I play video it's games. It's funny because I would define a video game player as someone who does everything apart from the main story. No, sorry. That's very reductive. I think there are types of video game players, and I count myself among them, which want to do everything apart from the main quest before they do the main quest. Right. And that's kind of the enjoyment. I do the main quest to be like, okay, I'm good. I saw everything I want to see. Time to move on. Okay. I can't help but do that. Mm. That's it's it's like an obsessive part of me. If there's collectibles, I have to collect them. And this right. is why I always talk about like the Assassin's Creed games. I can't do them because there's too much to collect and I don't enjoy doing any of it. This was tight enough in the first area and simple enough that in me simple enough. Definitely simple, simple enough. enough. But once I started to realize like this is a walking sim or I treated it with the same sort sure. of thing, I was like, I was just checking boxes and exploring as a cat, which I haven't done in many other video yeah. games and I was enjoying it and I was enjoying the kind of hands-off approach of the game, not forcing me to move. I didn't know at this point, keep in mind, that once I left that city, I was never coming back. Mm. And that kind of bummed me out a little bit. Yeah. Granted, you can, I don't know if you knew this or not, but if you miss a collectible or miss a memory or something, you can go back to earlier chapters oh, and just go do you? it and okay. just build on your progress without messing up the progress that you made uh, in, in the future. Okay. Um, did you have any inclination to do that? Did you want to do that? Did you, you didn't have that No, sense because uh, the, I didn't find the memories to be that satisfying. Like yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, th- they didn't give me much incentive to do it. I like, I appreciate that you want to check boxes and stuff like yeah. that or, you know, or uh, what was the what's the thing you always make fun of for Assassin's Creed bell diving missions? Oh, the bell diving missions. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, somebody yeah, like yeah, yeah. whatever to do list. Who yeah. cares? Yeah. Um. Once I start realizing, I'm like, wow, these really don't matter. And to be perfectly honest, one of my biggest issues, I don't know, I don't want to kind of delay this too much here, but like one of my biggest issues is I did not like B12 as a character. I didn't either. I I, I understand their necessity though. I understand why this might be the biggest motivator of the whole game. Right. Is finding B12's humanity and 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 point in life and finding out their memories and all that kind of stuff but i just the, it was either the the way that they spoke to me or the verbal text that the noise that they used or something i'm like i do not care about this thing at all i totally agree and i actually to be perfectly honest i was kind of like once once i was attached to that robot i'm like oh is this what this game's about oh there's there was an element of that you know what b12 reminded me of was navi from uh from the uh ocarina of time yeah a, a notoriously you know 
made fun of character for just being annoying because yeah. they're just a a exposition dump. That's yeah. kind of what they they're just providing context. Like literally, it. I feel like, look, it's a small team. I like the game, but there are these very video gamey things that they do. Yes, and one of them is what if there's a character with amnesia that knows just enough to tell you about the environment. Yes, and will follow you everywhere you go. Yeah. And that's what this is, just like Navi. And I'm like, I do, I did not love that very much. No, yeah. and I like, I hated that. Like, we could upgrade them eventually to like fry Zerks and like turn on light bulb. But every once in a while, it's not going to work. And you're yes. like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> all right, I guess. Yeah, another this thing is- that felt very much on rails. Actually, that so that does happen because you have a flashlight yes. that's based on that 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 comes with B12. Um, but then it, you get an upgrade that will actually fry the Zerks. That segment of the game was put in as a revenge plot by the developers because they had a bed bug infestation. And they're like, how great would it be if you could just fucking explode <laughs> those things, which is pretty cool. <laughs> That's funny. I'm sure it would have happened regardless. But uh, um, so it's a relatively short part of the game that you get it for. And then thankfully, all of a sudden, honestly, thankfully, and then you're then you're left. Then you leave an area that where there are no more Zerks. Yes. So you're like, oh, I don't even need it anymore. Well, they also it's very clearly balanced where there's a charge on those uh on, on, on the flashlight thing that, that fries the Zerks where you can only hold it open to fry them for so long. And yeah. there's always just enough Zergs that you need two charges <laughs> yep. to just arbitrarily kind of increase the tension. But I was never in danger. And, and, you know, again, walking sim was, I supposed to be every time I died was just kind of like, okay, whatever. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah which was, it's, it's the problem is, and this is a kind of strikes at the core of this game for me is that I have trouble staying motivated a lot because every time I died, which is usually a big benchmark in any video game, I just kind of went, okay, all right, I guess I'll do it again. <laughs> like, I, honestly, yeah, like, which is, so I'll talk about, uh, my, my association between this game and Elden Ring now. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. because Death in Elden Ring is a much bigger deal. Yes. It's frustrating. You, you, you lose progress. You died. Um, in in this, it's like an immediate. You're just reset. You're right back to where you were. It's it's almost just a time tax. However, you know, I was playing this game and Elden Ring simultaneously, and I realized I was almost stressed out about starting up Elden Ring. Oh, every time I was about to start okay. it up, and I was relieved every time I got to start up Stray. And oh. I'm like, why is that? And I realized. There is something really fucking nice about starting up a game and knowing you can't fuck it up. Mm. There's progress to be made in Elden Ring. Dying can be consequential. You can lose progress. You can spend a lot of time. You can put yourself on a path. I'm granted with fast travel, it's not as big of a deal, but like I constantly feel like I can be fucking up my character by progressing in the wrong way, not leveling up the right weapons. Sure. Uh, uh, dying over and over again, wasting my time because I'm not making progress because I'm just off my game that day and I'm dying. The stakes always seem really high when yeah. I'm playing Elden Ring. Yeah. It was really nice to play a game where I'm like, you're not going to mess anything up. No. They're going to hold your hand and drag you across the finish line if that's what it takes. Like, yeah, yeah, but d- does that diminish the enjoyability at all sometimes? For me, no, because I'm a big fan when it comes to gaming you're just okay. a big fan. I'm just a big fan. Big you're fan big of gaming. Fan. Yeah. But when it comes to critiquing games, mm-hmm. I'm very focused on what the intention of the developer was. And I don't think the intention of this game was to be difficult. I think it was to allow exploration and creativity and curiosity. So when it comes to limits and exploration, yeah. I'll be highly critical of the game for that. But when it comes to the game not being hard, mm-hmm. I don't really care. The, yeah, no, I, I that is totally fine. Yeah, I am totally okay with that. And everyone gets to enjoy games in their own way, and that's I am totally okay with that. My problem is ultimately this game kind of feels like a proof of concept. 
And that is a great point. Instead it of really does. It, instead of like an actual video game, and and I didn't pay for it. Like I paid for the the uh, PlayStation the service. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. PlayStation gold, Plus, yeah. El- emerald, bronze of the wizard style. Yes. You know, whatever the <laughs> most bougie thing I can buy. It, but and so in that way, I didn't pay for it. But I do, do pay for the service. So you're not like at the end going like. I want my nine dollars back or something like that. Yeah. But it is like, man, how much would you have paid for this game? That is exactly what I was just gonna ask you. Okay, um, not a lot. You okay. know what I mean? I don't think I don't. So, like in my mind, there are tiers. Yes. There are like the under ten dollar games, yeah, which yeah, is yeah, like yeah, yeah. kind of mobile and yep. whatever. And then there are the twenty twenty four dollar games. You know, keep in mind we're Canada. I know there are price ranges that are sure, different sure, all over the sure. world. And then there are the forty dollar games, which are like almost three triple A games. And then there's the sixty plus games, yes. sixty dollar plus games, which are the triple A games. I don't think I'm paying in the forty range. I think I'm paying the twenty four twenty five dollar range. Yeah, I would say twenty nine ninety nine is probably where I'm at. However. Now being on the other side of it, I wouldn't have been upset if I paid $40 for it. I, I just don't think I would have paid $40 yeah. for it. Like, this is where I love things like Game Pass and PlayStation Plus. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that I would have played this game otherwise. No, I don't think we'd be doing an episode about this, but it obviously took people by storm because of the amount of people that have been able to play the game. Right, right. So, which which is really exciting. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, I just... It does feel like, like, and it's not even a time thing because I don't care. We like short games. Right. Some of the, like Firewatch and all these games that left a huge impression on us that are five hour games, six hour games, seven hour games. This one, I don't care that it's only a couple hours long. That sure. has nothing to do with the price to be perfectly honest. If it's the best game I've ever played and it's seven hours, who the fuck cares? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but, I actually kind of liked that. Another yeah. reason why I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to play a game if I know that it's 30 hours. If I know it's eight yeah. or six I can do that. Well, it's it's like the, what's a big discussion we're going to have, we're, which we're going to have over at uh, the Mushroom Club where we're doing our TV roundup this right, week. Right, But is that, you know, some people are like, well, it's a TV show and it's nine hours long. You're like, but a three-hour movie could have done something more impactful to yes, me. Yes, 100%. You know what I mean? And brevity, really, brevity means a lot to me. I yeah, think. exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it's just so funny because we change our, our outlook and say three hours is a long time for a movie. But yeah. you're like, all nine-hour show is totally okay. True, true, true. Uh, and so I just think... There, it is concise. It's it doesn't elaborate too much. It doesn't it doesn't explore too much. And if anything, it's actually a little too small for me, uh, storyline wise. But I I just don't know. Forty dollars might have been a little tough for me. I don't know. I, I I agree. That would have been the tipping point. I may have had to have had a couple drinks. <laughs> I felt a little lonely. Yeah. Then maybe I would have. You also would meowed with the cat. Yes, exactly. I dedicated also, meow button. That's great. Yeah, the dedicated meow button is phenomenal. Oh, can I tell you something weird about this? Sure. And uh, okay, listen to me, D pads. I'm I'm out here on my. Can you imagine soapbox. them like woodworking, going like, "What's this now?" Huh? Oh, huh? okay, I'm busy. Yeah. Dear Philippines, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the no, I'm I'm trying to become an advocate for completely customizable controls in every game, no matter what. Sure. Cult of the Lamb does not have that, and that bothers me. There are three set control schemes; none of them work. I changed my controls in a way that I think would make some people vomit. But I'm now a big fan. Vomit. Vomit. <laughs> okay. Well, or cough up a hairball. I don't sure, know. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> tell, tell, me, tell me whether or not this, this sounds weird to you. Okay. Because it works for me. Jump for you was X, right? <sighs> we didn't have a jump button. Well, uh, action button? The action button yeah, was, it was, was, uh, X. It was X or A, yeah. Which means you are jumping a lot. Mm-hmm. So you're pressing X or A to, to reach, reach yes. heights, right? Run is, is R2. R2. And camera control is is the right thumbstick. Right thumbstick, right? yes. So, and meow is, is circle. Meow. There's a lot of heavy lifting that that thumb's doing. Mm-hmm. Controlling, especially if you're sprinting. Now, if you want to sprint and jump, you have to sacrifice either meowing or 
the joystick. Could you meow while sprinting? Oh yeah. Oh wow. And I did. Oh yeah. Um, so what I did, and I do this in most games that gives me the opportunity, yeah. I mapped jump to L1. Wow. So jump to L1, which means I can sprint and and move meow. my joystick <laughs> and meow without worrying about messing up like every time I want to press action. So I was able to maneuver around. It took a little getting used to, but I was able to maneuver around the areas so much better uh, because I could I could move the camera, jump, camera, jump without ever having to take my thumb, huh. my right thumb off wow. of the stick. Otherwise, I'd be clawing it and I didn't want to do the claw oh, controls the claw. there. Uh, the claw. And then L2 mm-hmm. is the it was was the flashlight button. So if you have both your buttons there, I could do everything without ever sacrificing a button press. Yeah. I'm telling you, next time you have the opportunity to map jump to one of the shoulder buttons, do it. Take it off of X. X's jump is no good. Got to relearn the whole thing now. But it it's worth it. Okay. X's jump is, say it with me, X's jump is not worth it because it is very cumbersome. X's jump, jump is, is not, not worth it, it because it is very cumbersome. X's jump, jump is not worth it because it is very cumbersome. Very good. Yeah, yeah, very good. Yeah. Um, that was pretty catchy. It was great. I loved it. Sprinters are too. I felt like I was moving like yeah. a real ass cat by the end of it. Can I just say the meow button too? Yeah. My, my Will Ferrell was a very cocky cat. <laughs> I was meowing at everything. Everything. Like a bunch of Zerks turn around looking at you. You're like, meow, 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 meow. All right, time to go. <laughs> I love Turn it. around and meow at them. Yeah, yeah. Meow, meow, meow. Come and catch me, you stupid idiots. Uh, Did I you can jump. You can't. Was there any, well, you can kind of jump. It reminded me of, of Uncharted in that way. Where I, it's like, it lets you do very cool looking things, but it's like. exactly what I was I didn't say. actually do anything a though. A thousand you know? percent. Yeah. It's like, hey, do you want to, do you want to scale this wall? It's this ledge and then yes. that ledge and then this ledge and that ledge. And you're like, I did it. <laughs> like, cool. <laughs> and, and it's the game is now about not. And, and I said this when I first started talking about the game a few weeks ago on the podcast, I was like, there was something really cool that happened where I was exploring in the opening segments, trying to make my way to the first city section. And I was looking, I was at a ledge and I something caught my eye and it was like a little like fabric dangling on a, an air conditioner. Yes. And that caught my eye and I looked up and I was like, oh, I bet you I can jump up there. And I could. That's brilliant game design. But what ends up happening in this game is they kind of forego that. And everything is either orange-ish, which means you can jump on it, which that's fine. I get. But it ends up just being like, I am somewhere. I'm moving my camera around to see where X pops up. And that's it. That's what the game ended up being. And and that was frustrating. Or like in all the other buttons too. Like actually one of the ones I did like is in Clementine's apartment. uh, And you need to find her code. And that is one of the few times where they give you red herrings. You can inspect things that don't become right, anything. Right. And I'm like, that's great. So instead of me just lazily going like, click, 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 looking around, mm. it actually gave me stuff like, well, nothing here. Like, because oh, awesome. they've, they've hidden, she's hidden like elements of a password or something in three specific areas of her, of yes. her place. You can inspect a bunch of things that don't look like they're like, that look like they're out of place. Right. But three out of the 10 of them are the ones that you have to hit. You're given clues to which ones you're looking for. So if you'd actually given it some thought, you could figure it out or you could have lazily just gone around and looked for stuff. I I appreciate that kind of stuff. Yeah, because it it felt like like an old point and click adventure where you're just like, where can I click on this because I don't know what I'm doing and then something pops up and you're like, great. A hundred percent. And that's that's the same way with, um, and that's why I felt the difference between Sentinels and the Zerks. Yes. Sentinels felt alive and dangerous. Zerks felt clumsy and like whatever. And I guess that's the progression of the game Mm -hmm. because you're in lower 
lower levels to higher levels. But uh, I much rather dealt with the, the Sentinels because they were actually like kind of spooky. They were kind of spooky in that moment. Actually, why don't we do this? Why don't we why don't we take a, a little path? We'll, we'll we'll move from the 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 first city, which we've okay. talked about a lot. You know, it's the slums. It's the Blade Runner area. You meet kind of like a leader of these people and it becomes clear that they've been um, uh, sure they were originally made to serve humans, but the humans have died and they, there are clues, environmental clues to state that they've developed sentience like thousands and thousands and thousands of years later. And now yep. they just self-maintain, but they are being subjugated by people higher up from them in this walled off city area. Um, the overall story is that there was a calamity on earth that seems to have been caused by the, this, this, uh, demolition company that mm-hmm. was that was trying to make it, like garbage eating yes. things uh that which were the zergs they turned on humans and they ate all organic material and even some robots as well and that was what kind of extinct the world we went into yeah. these underground shelters <coughs> to find uh, uh shelter from the the outside world and ended up being trapped in there with with the zerg which was which is not ideal so no. the point of the game find your way from bottom to top it's a big snow pier survive to me yeah sure. because you're making your way from like the slums to the quote-unquote front of the train and you start with like dark dim no sunlight at all at all neon and then you end up getting by the end of it, you're like everything is very clean and the robots yes. self-maintain and, and, and they're very thing. nice to you. And they're very nice. Like to that you. that was yes. a big one that they spoke to you kindly, whereas before they're like piss off and yes, stuff like that. Exactly. Very interesting. Exactly. So we move from this original area where we're supposed to meet Momo and and find out a way to reach the surface. The elevator that brings you from the slums up has been out of service for forever. Yeah. Uh, and no one knows how to activate it. But Momo, who is a robot that you meet, and his friends, his scientist friends, have an idea of how to get out and you're basically following those breadcrumb trails so after you've done what you need to do in that original area you leave through the sewers to find a way up to the surface Mm -hmm. or closer to the surface now when you leave as i mentioned you can't go back that is something that i hate in games Mm -hmm. the fact that you can go back to earlier chapters great but it gave me this feeling of like well i never know when the door is going to close behind me at any point so i never wanted to progress the story unless i was 100 percent complete everything but sometimes the next portion of a puzzle was on the other side of a door and i never knew when that was going to be the case so okay but i'm i am a little bit i don't know how i feel about this there's i i get what you're saying Mm -hmm. and i i appreciate that but then also there's certain games where they go like you are about to enter enter the final like mode of this game Uh uh-huh and this game will end afterwards you know like i think um Horizon Zero Dawn did this. Sure. Whereas this is the boss. Yes. Like, this is it. Do you want to, do you want to progress into it? That is also takes you right out of the game, too, that you're like, oh, I, lo- I love when they do that. Yeah, but I then, always want them to do that. Yeah, but then you lose all the organic nature of, like, being inside of a video game. Sometimes, I've come to realize this, sometimes, like, I'm never so far into a video game that I don't know that I'm experiencing real life. Mm. I'm always aware that I am playing a game. And I know. sometimes those gamey elements help just for ease of use. You know, like, uh, uh, the difference being in like in Red Dead, being able to summon your horse from wherever. Yeah. Right? Super convenient. Yes. You can't do that in, in Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which is like, guys, I can scale a fucking mountain because I ate a fruit halfway up that gave me more endurance. Yeah. Like, let me, you know, those gamey things, I don't need it to be 100% real. Yeah. And and I, I like the fact that there will be a gate and they're saying once you step on the other side of this. And to be fair, they, d- they did have someone saying that. They did. They're like, hey, you can't come back from the sewers. But- there was an there was a collectible I didn't have and and I looked everywhere and I was like okay I'm gonna find that on the other side of this and then I'm gonna loop back around to this area and that never happens yeah now I get what you're saying but I think there's there's something different about like 
reality being broken in the game, like a horse appearing next to you or something like that. Right, right. And the people outside the game going like, hey, this game is going to end. Uh, do you want to do that? I don't know. I agree with you. I've never like, I've never been so into it that I've lost reality. Like, God, that would be bad. But be uh, great. Fucking love that. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I, I keep staring at that Oculus. Keep, yeah. uh, keep that on. <laughs> um, is it, but I get, I, I don't know how I feel. I, I feel both ways about that. Right. Okay. Yeah. So we make our way through the sewers. Yes. This is you and Momo uh, uh, perilously getting from point A to point B. This is one of the clear, you know, we talked about in Cult of the Lamb, you have your town moments and your combat moments. Yeah. This is the combat moment. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and you make your way through and eventually get to a point that we haven't talked about at all, which is weird because I think this could have been one of the greatest set pieces in the game. You get past the sewers and you find yourself in this treehouse community which is very short-lived. Mm, very short-lived. You barely, you barely remember it, but yep. it's very cool. It's built up. There's this, uh, there's this, this, uh, a whole community that lives in the tree. There's some organic growth of trees down over towards like a sewer area where things are falling from the upper levels of, of, of the walled city. And there isn't much to say apart from the fact that you meet one of the other robot scientists. Uh, the theme of this is every one of the robot scientists you tend to meet are incapacitated or dead or or have given up on trying to find their way yes. out with the exception of, uh, of Clementine. What did you think of this segment of the game of, of the, the tree, the treehouse area? Any, any thoughts on it? Like I, like I barely remember it. You know what I mean? And also like of the thing, like I really liked it because, but I also found it to be one of the most simple because it is the most limited yes. that I like immediately knew where I was going and it. That's why it ended so fast. True. You I, know what I mean? I knew where I was going, but it was complicated in terms of trying to find ways up to, to secret areas. Sure. So, so okay. Did you do the collectible portion of this one? Uh, I tried to do as much as I could. I believe I did. Yeah, it was getting it was getting the flower, the colored flowers oh, yes. that you would give to someone to create to some uh, uh, something like I was. This is another situation where I collected a flower, I inspected it, and it's like someone may be interested in receiving these colors. So I was like, okay, I know that's what I'm going to have to do. Collected them before I even found the person who wanted them. I had all of them. I'm like, okay. A side issue of this game finishing a collectible like a collectible run gets you that little button yeah and you barely even see it on your cat i don't necessarily need it to impact gameplay but give me something a bit more chunky when i when i uh when i uh, that i can sink uh -oh. my teeth into yeah uh oh here, here comes chunky. chunky uh is it like how about this if you did the side missions you get to customize the cat like Great. Like, Fantastic. You know, like something like that. People are like, oh, fuck, I want to do that. Even the color of the jacket, the exactly. type of cat, anything like that. Yeah, that that's all gets to change its color. You and know? that feels like something they could do with a bigger team or mm -hmm, something like that. Mm -hmm. Not maybe as easy with such a small development team. Uh, although this game, I will say, does not feel like a game made from by a small development no. team. No, um, not at all. And any criticism I want to make sure, like, it's not, I'm not saying this is a bad game. And yeah. I think it's actually really impressive considering 10 people made it. Yeah. And it's like incredibly imaginative and innovative. Yes, I, I, I just, agree with that. I just think when we start doing the retrograde thing where we compare it to other games, you're kind of like, well, there are some flaws. Yeah, yeah, you know no, what I mean? There, like, there absolutely are. There absolutely are. Um, I, one of the flaws, I think, is the fact that the gameplay segments, even the ones that try to change things a little bit, feel very straightforward. Mm. I, I'm wondering why they couldn't have in this area of the treehouse thing, like, what if the Zerg kind of like escape from the sewer and they're trying to make their way up the tree and it's like a tower defense yeah, thing, where you're cool. running and like setting up different traps, uh, maintain like a tower defense element that would have brought some combat in it without it being twitch and it being more strategic. You can drop paint cans on them as they're coming yeah, set up traps. Cool. Like that to me feels like wasted opportunity for such a gorgeous set piece in this area to sort of bring in a, a little bit more life to it. 
But like we said, we don't spend a ton of time here. We make our way to the top and we realize that the the scientist robot who is beckoning us there had basically become one with nature. <laughs> the, the roots had grown into them and they were kind of like a part of, of the world. It's almost like they were the sentience of the tree or something cool. like that. It was cool. I like that. We make our way from there up into a new city, which is the city which is subjugating the lower portions of the city, but they themselves are subjugated by a police force, the Sentinels yeah. and, and another remaining force that's kind of patrolling. Can I mention that before we got to that, you go through the sewers and that's where we see the eyes of the Zerg and the right. growth. Right. I thought that was one of the coolest things visually. Yeah. When yeah. There, there seems to be a growth throughout the sewers. So the Zergs are these like, I don't know, little like throw pillow size. Uh, actually, that's kind of what their bodies are like too. Basically, yeah. And they just kind of crawl. Again. They, they, they t- look like head crabs from Half-Life. Perfect. Yeah. And all they're trying to do is eat you. So they're trying to jump on top of you. Uh, so they do these big leaping motions, but you're faster than them. So if you stay agile and kind of kind of hop around and stuff, you can stay outside of them. But then you start seeing these growths on the wall, like these pinks, the, you know, pink growth. And there'd be these like large pimple type things and Zergs would pop out of them. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Okay, cool. And then all of a sudden things like that would eyes would open on the wall and you're like, oh my God. And then eventually you see a big eye. Like uh, and they're all watching you. They're all yeah. and they keep yeah. moving around no matter where you are. And I, it was very cool, very creepy. And these, these, this was basically like an organic life form that was supposed to just eat trash and ended mm-hmm. up eating absolutely everything, organic and otherwise. And that's the, the like we said, the the downfall. Um, make your way through the story, uh, the, the sewers, yes. and get to this the city, which is the city we talked about, where there are a lot more puzzles. You're supposed to find Clementine, who is the last remaining robot. Yeah. Um, you know, not not a ton more to say about this apart from the fact that you do eventually find Clementine. You get a uh, 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 someone sells you out. Um, yes, in the nightclub. In, in in a nightclub and and puts you in prison. Mm-hmm. You escape from the prison with Clementine. Did you like the prison portion of it? By the way, I actually I did because it was one of the few times where I actually had to put my controller down and go, okay, wait, 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 where am I going here? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it was tough. The Sentinels felt like they were blocking you from going in an essential way, right? But if you had to just get a little creative, like always, you know what I mean? Uh, that I actually did because it was also the simplest which I thought was a very nice juxtaposition to reset the game from all these like busy cities and stuff going on to going like, this is an empty jail. Right. No one else in except you and Clementine and a bunch of Sentinels. Dilapidated. And you know that it's been there a while because if you talk to some of the the robots that are still functioning in there, they're like, I only have 3000 years left on my sentence or something. Do you notice the names of all of the robot, the robot prisoners? Yes. Are, are based on uh, like I saw, was it Al Capone? There was Capone. Capone. There was Lupin. Yes. There was like all these like famous robot criminals. criminals. Yeah. Which is cool. I like that. that. That's 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 nice. You know, no, no real uh, impact on the story necessarily, but it's, it's fun to see. And it just in general, I, I thought, that uh, the the prison section was good, but it was kind of coming to the point, and I do think this was an issue with the game where it sort of felt at some point like it was overstaying its welcome mm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's, in my mind, related to the relative emptiness that I felt in the the third the, the second okay. city portion. Regardless, you make your way through the prison, and now all of a sudden you're back out with Clementine. You escape from the Zerk. And or sorry from the Sentinels, and uh, uh, she leaves you to to go finish the mission on her yeah, she own. She sacrifices herself. She sacrifices herself, and you go up to the top, which is where like you take the subway mm-hmm. to where the entrance of the door is, and now it's just you and B twelve in this very sterile environment. Clean, yeah, clean, sterile's better actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just about how do we open up the ceiling of of the of the walled city, which looks like a missile silo. It looks very much yeah. like a missile silo. Yeah. It's almost like they just stacked a city, like some slums down there. Now, this was another element that I, I liked because it felt like end game content, mm-hmm. where it wasn't very challenging. But I I I 
I knew sort of where I had to go. There were a couple puzzles to do, but that was very handy. Very simple. Very easy puzzles. Yeah. And as you're doing it, you're realizing that uh, outside of this window of a control room you find yourself in, you can overlook the entire area that you just came from. You can see the slums. You can see this dilapidated, like, sectioned off area of the slums where that was overrun, where which you had to go in to get this... Uh, uh, an, an antenna so yep. that you can speak to the robots. You can see the the uh, the city that you were in. Mm-hmm. You see every, everywhere that you've been, you can see. And I always love that in a game. Yes, stand up here and look at everything that 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 you yep. you've been through. It it's a big sense of accomplishment. Uh, and then the puzzle to open up the ceiling finally requires B twelve to sacrifice themselves for uh, uh, to, to open the door, give yep. out all of their power, and they knew they were going to have to do that, but uh, they didn't care that they were going to be essentially incapacitating themselves because they knew that the the story of humanity and robots would continue on in this cat somehow. <laughs> spiritually. That's, spiritually. Yes, that is it. And it's a sad moment. Yes. So for some people. So for some. They, they intended it for it to be a, a very emotional moment. I it didn't really mean much to me. No, no. I did not care for B12 at all. Yeah. All this thing who, about B12, who sorry, we didn't even mention oh. in the in the tree portion, discovers that their sentience was actually a human who had downloaded their their yes. their mind into a computer program and they're now remembering their family and all that which is <laughs> a tragic story but also very they're just hitting you over the fucking head with it yeah i i was doing a thing where like i'm a cat and yes. i'm now staring at like all the things and he's like i think i used to be a, a human and i'm looking up like yeah yeah uh-huh <laughs> um and i'm trying to like figure out where we're going it's like yeah i remember everything i'm like yeah, yeah no no it's sad i uh okay <laughs> no 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 we got no, we stuff. get it listen <laughs> i'm a cat and i'm pissed off too <laughs> we've all got our issues i'm a savior and i don't have opposable thumbs so <laughs> what are we gonna do here buddy uh yeah the biggest issue of why i didn't feel the emotional weight of the game that clearly they intended for sure was that every character you spend so little time with yeah and then sacrifices themselves yes over and over and yes. over again the doctor and and his son momo clementine the b12 over and over again and so i don't actually get to know any of them feel or care for any right. of them right and then they sacrifice themselves and i'm like oh thank you and here's here's the thing is a lot of people like every time i think about that and how unsatisfactory it is yep. i think i think someone will be like well listen in the odyssey this is what happens in the odyssey you know odysseus goes from place to place and doesn't take anyone with him and this and that and sheds his weight and whatever but it's like that was better written and that yes. i did care so it's like you can do a road narrative you can have an odyssey but and, and there's a way to still get you to care about the characters but the fact that they just kept repeating the same thing of like Sorry, I got to sacrifice myself now. Yeah, like, yeah. Eh, I get, you know, there, Again? Yeah, there like, were characters I liked, but the sure. impact of them sacrificing themselves wears thin a little bit, you know? Well, yeah, and I just don't, like, no, I agree with you. It's the writing. It's not the format. Yes. You could totally do that. Yeah. I would probably make them uh, sacrifice themselves in different ways sometimes. Sure, but, uh, sure. But is that I don't didn't get to know any of them to have something that I had a bonding experience to go like, oh, I'll never forget you. 100%. You know what I mean? I, yeah. To be honest, they all kind of blend together after a while, especially, especially the standing up, the outsider robots. Balthazar yes. and yes. Clementine and the Doc and, and yeah. Momo and stuff like yeah. that. So, you know, like, to be honest, I like the ones with more personality. Like, I like the the breakdancing robots. I thought they were funny. They were cool. Yeah, because they're, like, stuck outside when after they're going after Clementine. Yes. The cops are and the Sentinels are. And they're outside and I'm trying to talk to them to get information. And they're just like, they just won't let us dance. And they're like, you can't stop us from <laughs> dancing, man. And I'm like, see, these are my guys. All right. These guys yeah. are great. These I guys are awesome. Those guys. <laughs> yeah. there, the, there were moments of personality that I was like, man, just give me one area more densely packed with this kind of personality. Yes. Maybe a, a, a day night cycle that changes. That'd things be interesting. Like 
something where I'm not where it doesn't feel like the developers are stretching themselves thin, trying to pack too many different areas with assets and personality and interactions, just have them in one area. And I would have been fine staying in that first area if it were just a little bit bigger with a little bit more to do. Well, no, and I agree with you. And the other one too is you got to give these robots more than one line. Like yes. you're not, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, not yeah. spoken. You don't need to pay an actor. Like just give them more than one text box. Some of them do. Some of them don't. Some, the inconsistency of that bothered me. Yes. Where I didn't know if I was supposed to talk to someone more than once ever. The problem is, is like if they have a joke, they only say it once. Yes. And you're like, uh, you could have had three things. Like, right. because like, I remember going to the, the bar and uh, I talked to the guy playing pool and he's like, I tried to download an aimbot, but it gave me malware. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's good. And then every time he said that, I I'm tried like, to oh, download it. Seriously, yeah, like, exactly. Really? Exactly. Like, there, there are parts of that where you're like, ah, oh, there could have been a little bit more more but hire a freelance writer for a week and yes. just just write a bunch of robot themed jokes that you just pepper around the city robot like, pool player you're like great yeah. and then you write 10 cue cards out and you're like you know that that would have been good i yeah. would have liked that so we're the, also for hire just in case yeah we wants. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if anyone in the philippines wants to write some jokes for them um so you open up the the ceiling the roof of mm-hmm. the city and this set piece was actually gorgeous to me okay the light starts to come in it casts a shadow as the as Very the cool. roof opens among the the city down below um and it literally casts it in a new light now it's no longer all the dark and mm-hmm. the neon and everything you start to see it as the sunlight comes in you get a cut scene all the zerks are being just annihilated Exploded. because we found out that uv light kills them also the sentinels yeah i don't don't make me think too hard at that one. Yeah. I don't, because the electricity, just the evil robots die? Yeah, because our good robots don't die. They're yeah. dead. What's the difference between the two I things? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. They could have done that with like, hey, the Sentinels charge themselves with UV light, but too much of it. Like just something, yeah. I feel like a little bit of an information drop might have helped, but I don't know. The overall theme of like, sunlight and light and clarity kills these things is a very tried and true thing and light in kills dark good right. kills evil yeah I, I i agree with you but you did get nice moments i loved momo looking up after holding the rail and you see his face his screen yes sh- with bright light on it and i was like and he's smiling and you're like that's a nice shot right and clementine is alive as well because she was being chased by the uh by the sentinels yeah. and, and she's alive so turns out the sacrifices didn't actually mean anything <laughs> uh which is okay, okay i guess fine you know what i was happy clementine was alive because I really liked Clementine. Yeah, but, you had a uh, crush on Clementine. Uh, of course I did. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> she uh, she was a little too old for me though. <laughs> She's what? A few thousand years old? Yeah, 100,000 years yeah. old or something like that. Uh, and then you just escape. You leave. You leave. You go out to the outside and I felt like the ending was a little bit too much of an answer for everything. I agree with you except for one big thing. Which is? You don't get to see your fucking friends again? Are you out of your fucking would, mind? Would you have liked that though? I would have, if, because you take steps to the surface level as right, the cat. That's right. the ad, that's how the game ends. It's not you staring at the, the the opening of the circle. You actually do walk up the sets yeah, of yeah, stairs yeah, to go, yeah. no, the cat does get free. Don't worry, Will Ferrell's free. Sure. But like, that's how, if you're going to start the game like that. Yeah. And you, but hey, well, let's talk about the Odyssey again. Uh-huh. You got to fucking end the, like that's, that's called, that's called chaptering. That's so, called bookmarks here. I mean, but that's also, you can never go home again. You know, it's, it's the, it's the, it's, it's the pining for home that you never get. Cause I think I would have thought it was way too heavy handed if somehow like cats are cats, cats be cats. Why are those cats waiting around for you because you fell? You're going to complain about this game being heavy-handed if they saw the other cats? I'm, I'm saying I didn't need more heavy-handedness. Oh, okay. You know, like, like why? Because I, I, th- I thought the same thing as well. I was like, oh, I want to go see my cat buddies. But, yeah. like, they clearly were nowhere to be seen. Why would they, where would they have waited? Yes. How would you have found them? Mm. You know, if they had a cut to, like, eight months from now and you just, like, see a trail of them 
over a hill or something. Maybe that would make sense. How about this? You walk to the top of the top step. See, once again, we're, for, we're available for writing. Is that, uh, and you hear a distant meow. Sure. That's it. Cut I would have liked that better than what you do get, which is as you're walking out, the the display panel flickers a little bit, yes. which I don't know what that was supposed to what be. What does that mean? Was that, was that supposed to be that, uh, that B12 was still alive? Like he still had some energy left in him. I think, yeah, yeah. But what? But why? I, that that was so dumb. I think they're holding a lot of weight. This is like a Jar Jar Binks thing where yes. they, they go like, "Man, everyone's gonna love this fucking character. <laughs> it's gonna and sell toys. It's gonna, it's yeah, gonna, it's gonna be the yeah. best." And then we're like, "We don't like that character." It's like, "Don't worry, he's coming back." I'm like, we don't care. Yes. Uh, you know, that, I do feel. Yeah, that's probably a part of it. So we did ask a lot of questions uh, to our to our listeners as well, and we'll get into reviews too. But before we move on from this final set piece, I'll ask you this, and it'll lead into one more question. When the roof opens up, first of all, I watched the whole process and mechanically it looked like the big roof opening up. Mechanically, it looked believable, which is so cool. Uh, cool. I I really like that. At the end, B12 is dead. Corpse on the ground. Uh, The sunlight shining in and you can do what you could have done at a lot of other points in the game. Press X to just take a nap next to B12. Yeah, that was next to it. Did you do that? Did you do that at many points in the game? Uh, The nap thing, the nap thing or Uh, the or the kneading. I did. I, yeah, I couldn't help myself. I did. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah yes, yeah. I did. And and honestly, sometimes it helped you in the game. Like you slept on that guy's chest at one point and he helped you in some point. No, I, I think what. he just kind of pet you. A oh, little that was bit, really cute. But that was, you know, yeah, it's that like, was cute. It's fine. You could sometimes scratch and a key would fall out or yes. a drawer would open or things like that. It was what I liked is it was pretty obvious when needing would do something and when it was just for fun. Yeah. So you're not spending too much time That's just true. doing everything. Um, but I did find myself at those moments when you're supposed to just nap and like take in the scenery. The whole time I was like, you should just take a break. Just enjoy yourself here. Like, what <laughs> yeah. it, but it was never really enjoyable. It was just mm-hmm. like, let's let's get going. Yeah, let's this move this along. It takes a little bit too long. Yeah. Um, that said, do you want to get into our reviews of this game? We, we, I think we, we said just about everything there is, and then we'll get into some of the listener questions and maybe skip uh, 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 Three Sentence says to you. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll Mike, hold it for next the game week. Because uh, we're going to have some other listener interaction with this. We've, By the way, tons of submissions for three cent ten says to oh, you might I guess love the game. It. So uh if you're submitting and we're not getting it to it week to week, uh we will eventually. Yes. We just have to make our way through everyone's submissions. Uh so send your comments, uh your maybe some thoughts on strain. I'll read them in the next episode. Mm-hmm. Uh your questions about gaming in your uh in your older age and your uh three cent ten says to you might guess the game submissions oh, as well Jesus to the Christ. retrograde podcast at gmail.com. Um before we do that, Andrew, we've talked a shit ton about this game. Yes, we have. Normally, as we mentioned, what we do is we rate and review the game based on our memories of the game when we were kids. We didn't play this game as a kid, and there's no sense rating it as though it were a retro game because it wasn't. And it would have blown our fucking minds if we played it in oh, 1990. Yeah, that would have been seven like seven out of four. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a cat. <laughs> uh, what about your review, Andrew? Just a straight up review out of four bits. What did you think about this game? So I, you know, I, I enjoyed it as a concept. Like I said, I right. enjoyed it as kind of a proof of thing. I don't, I don't know if I ever had fun mm-hmm. playing this game i think i was interested yeah i think i was curious meow and but is that i don't know if i was ever like oh fuck yeah 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 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah cool yeah there were moments where you walk out into a vista of like a new town and you're like whoa like i remember in the third the second town i saw the hologram and i'm like whoa right right or the first town and i saw the the height of how the buildings went up and the, you know kind of light that you kind of ca- came in on and you're like this is cool but after that I think there are more successful puzzle games. I think there are more successful walking simulators. Sure. And I don't think it really does either of those moderately. Like, I think you just kind of split the difference and neither are totally successful. That's they are point. just 
fine. And I really do. And I don't want to like take too many shots because the atmosphere is awesome. The graphics are great. The music's really cool and atmospheric and only cuts in when it needs to. Right. And I think it's actually really effective, especially with uh, some of like the more dramatic parts with the Zerks and stuff like that. But because it doesn't do anything specifically well and include action into that as well, the action's fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's not like, oh, fuck yeah. Sure. I think it's a very successful, cool thing that I hope they continue to make. But I don't know if the first one is the one that we're always going to remember. I... I... I think I'm going to give it a two and a half. Oh, wow. I, I think I'm going to give it a two and a half. Like it's still, it's more than an average game. It's higher than a pass rate fail. Yep. I'm I'm glad I played it, but I, I'm never going to go back and ever think about playing this game ever sure. again. So yeah, I'm going to give it two and a half. That's interesting. I think this game had much more of an impact on me. Than oh that. yeah. Um, I, I, I understand what you're saying. I also don't think this game was ever fun for me. Yeah. It was never fun. But I don't, I think a game can very much benefit from fun, but I don't think a game has to be fun. Mm. And I was going to bring up a game like Gone Home or Firewatch or Edith Finch because those games aren't fun. But you make a good point. It isn't quite those games either. It is kind of this in-between point where it gives you the feeling of being a cat without being a platformer, gives the sense of a walking sim and story and atmosphere without being as good as an Edith Finch and without having the depth of story of Edith Finch. To me, though, Edith Finch is like a fucking four. Firewatch is a four. four. Like, yeah, those are great games. This was still a very good game. I I do think you could have trimmed about an hour out of it, even though it's already a short game, Mm -hmm. maybe even two, Mm -hmm. get it closer to the length of something like Edith Finch or Firewatch. Um, But along the process, you know, didn't have to take many notes. Didn't have no. to try to remind myself of names because it all just felt like it fit. It just hmm. felt comfortable. I liked living in this world. I liked exploring it. I liked that cyberpunk element. And by the end of it, when the roof opens up and the sun comes in and and Will Ferrell walks out of the walled city, I got goosebumps and I got a little bit emotional. Like, I, you know, I didn't cry, but I felt like, oh, what a fucking journey we were on. That was good. In spite of all its cliches, it worked on me. I loved playing this game. Didn't 100% it. Don't intend to go back and 100%ing it, but it stuck with me, and I would recommend it to a lot of people, whether you're a seasoned seasoned gamer or just new to it. I'm giving this one a three and a half out of four. Three and a half three out of half. four. Okay, yeah. there we go. Three and a half and a two and a half. Uh, you got emotional at the end? Not like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh man! Oh, thanks. Okay, yeah. Those are good. Those are good visual yeah, cues. It. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> yeah, audio yeah. clues on how yeah. you felt. I yeah, appreciate yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, the, hey, that's all good. We both enjoyed the game, just 100%. on a different, uh, just on a different scale. On on a little bit of a different level. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I said, though, we we did put out some questions to uh, to the listeners, and yep. we we compiled a lot. Of that. I know we're going longer than I think we expected to go uh, on cares? this one, but uh, no, but this is good. Some fun with it. Uh, some some comments uh, on Twitter. Some 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 well thought out comments that we got. First of all, on Instagram, we had one from at Miss Monique. Uh, comment his little meow is the best meow at everything lure the zerks out murder repeat uh, so we have some psychopath listeners yeah meow I, clearly I <laughs> meow, meow. Meow, 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 meow 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 zap 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 kill 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 yeah the I old- did you know what that was the strategy though it was meow 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 get them into a tunnel bam yes you know 100% little battle of Thermopylae kind of thing and it was yeah. <laughs> I would say the uh, the battle of 300 Oh, the Battle of 300. Yes. The Zack Snyder's 300. The Zack Snyder's 300. Yeah. Um, uh, at DT Malone's on Twitter, it was great. Not replayable, uh, I don't think, but it was fun for a seven-hour playthrough. About seven hours, I think that's what it took me. Yeah, it was just under that, yeah. And I agree. I, I think I think fun 
don't need to go back to. I think that feels more like a you review sort of like it was good. Never going to go back to it. I it almost exactly seems it. dismissive uh, at DT Millions. By the way, check out his uh, Instagram channel. He's yeah. got, uh, uh, he does, he's big into the uh, Pokemon cards Pokemon right cards. now. But he also does a little Twitch streaming Twitch and other things yeah. and all that. So check him out at DT Malone's. That's Malone's with a Z on, yeah. uh, on Instagram as well. Um, and now let's get into some more in-depth answers that we had on, on Twitter. We had at Roxas your boxes. Oh boy. Which is a very cool name. Uh, <laughs> thoughts, nuances of the story being primarily told through a series of highly missable quote unquote memories means that a lot of questions will never get answered for the common player. Uh, I agree with that a mm. little bit, but I also think that this is the kind of game that you can play without knowing everything about the story. Yeah. Similar to like a Dark Souls game oh, where where there is a lot of environmental storytelling. It's usually not as blatantly obvious as pick up a collectible that's hidden somewhere. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, reading yeah. item descriptions and picking things up, I feel like this game tried to do like a Fisher-Price version of that. I, I wish it was more mysterious. Like I think mm. it was trying to tell you stuff and yet every once in a while you're like, oh, okay, all right, that's cool. True. I wish it was more like more in the dark because then i'd be like wait what what so i think i think that the overall story of like how the walled city came to be mm -hmm. i like how that i i want to know that but maybe have some more factions maybe have some some things that have developed culturally that that are more of a mystery yes that that i think is the sign of like a more matured game as opposed to just beating you had beating you on the head over just about the plot itself right the, the capital p plot i want to know some of the more nuanced mm. uh things there mm -hmm. um the question from Roxas Your Boxes is, what do you believe the Zerks are? I think the game does kind of answer that question. Yeah. It's They're like garbage eaters that <laughs> turn on. They're much <laughs> like Andrew Bascom. Yeah, I'm a real garbage eater. <laughs> real garbage eater. Um, yeah, like, but I don't even know. Is it like, I will say it's mysterious enough that like humans or whatever, it, it might not even be Earth. So like, and that's like, they could be aliens for all we know. And that's kind of cool. But um, I, cause I don't think it was like a human creation. No, I think it was, it I, I was? think it was. And here's the thing is, uh. I think the, the reason I like the, the Zerks as the things that go, uh, crazy is usually the story of, uh, uh, science fiction is that a technology in like a inorganic technology yeah. gets sentience and goes crazy. Well, this is an organic thing that was supposed to just be like almost like a bacteria, right. uh, that ends up getting sentience and kills everything and leaves only the robots alive. It's a little bit of a flip on its head from the typical sci-fi thing. So I, I kind of like that. Yeah. Okay. No, I get that. A follow-up question. How do you feel about the ending? Zerk's dying from natural sunlight adds up, but Sentinel bots shutting down from the same source. Is our drone friend alive based on the twitch of electricity before the <laughs> credits roll? Where do you see a sequel exploring? We already kind of gave our thoughts on, on what we think about the end. Um, um, you know, sequel though. Sequel would be interesting. Do we, <laughs> same cat, different cat, you know, like, like do you I go back to that world. Do you, are they free now? Like it'd be tough. I honestly, this is the kind of thing that feels like lightning in a bottle. Yeah. I almost don't want a sequel. No, I, I agree with you. I don't think we need a sequel. The only thing I would like to see out of this is that let us play as a cat again. Let us play but, as a cat. Sure. I think you figured out that part. Maybe and maybe expand on it and sure. make us, you know, more agile and you can actually jump and do things and attack yeah. or something yeah. like that. But you don't have to use this story or this, right. you know, setting. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. But I think a game as a cat again, I'm like, oh yeah, cool. Yeah. I think indirect sequel, spiritual successor, yeah. that would work for me. Just tell a bunch of stories and let me experience them as a cat. Yeah. Homeward, homeward Bound the video game. Homeward Bound the video game. Uh, at, uh, our friend at, uh, uh, sorry, our friend Aaron Omar at One More Omar on Twitter. Uh, thoughts: I was not prepared for the level of quality and graphical fidelity present. Mm. This game is mm. beautiful. Yep. It also respects the user's time. Right as I was thinking that I've had enough, the game ended. Very impressed with the studio. I'm also very impressed with the studio. I do think that uh, 
more respect for our time could have been given if they sectioned off a little bit of that third city to prevent redundant exploration. Okay. But apart from that, I think, you know, you can't make a game knowing whatever, what, what, what everyone is going to do with it. No, totally. I, I, I agree with the, the, the graphic, but like, I just, I was also blown away with how good it looked. Like, it was just, a, it's a really pretty game. Yeah. 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 yeah so, yeah, like, the graphic yeah. fidelity. Yeah, the graphical fidelity is no, fantastic. Un- unbelievable. The yeah. game, uh, it's it's crazy that a, a studio this small made a game that looks that good. Mm-hmm. Question Did you boys uh, buy it outright or play it through PS Plus Extra? How many times do you think the meow button was used for fun? Did the falling slash limping sequences punch oh. you right in the feels? I legit had to hold back tears, cat owner here. I am so That's a glad. Great point, the, Aaron. the twice that you had to limp, I was like, oh, don't do this to yes. me. Yes. It like was, it, I, I was, I I thought maybe you'd have to do it for like a longer time or something. Yeah. But I was, I was, I was, I did not want to see my cat limping. It was, it, it, it hit me right in the feels. I agree. Oh, with you, I, yeah, that one, that one. I was like, oh, they did it again because the first one when he falls down initially to do the the first big fall. Yes, yeah, that makes sense. It's kind of you know adorable and stuff like that. The second one, I'm like, oh, stop doing this. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. God damn yeah, yeah. it! I don't want to see hurt animals. Yes, I, like I will, I will, as Nathan Drake mow down a thousand paid uh, mercenaries for hire faceless yeah, yeah yeah but i will not want to see one cat limping no exactly <laughs> that's, no yeah thanks. that's how you feel about dogs and games already so yeah exactly exactly yeah. uh so some great questions there and yeah. then our, our friend john Dulong. i haven't played stray i just want you to say my name on air so here's my take on the game i've never played it's almost as good as alain noir <laughs> you know what john you're right i don't know how you nailed it but you nailed it that was it that's the also my review all, too we're comparing this one to yeah yeah alain noir <laughs> Somehow what do you think about Stray? Oh, is that the one that's like L.A. Noir, but you're a cat? <laughs> yeah. The cat can't tell people lying. It's got face <laughs> blindness or something like that. Somehow you threw in some strays at uh, Red, Red Dead Redemption. Redemption. So like we're all hitting the, the our, our classic our rock star. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're punching down on rock star. <laughs> it's that, that's possible. Uh, some great questions. Sorry, we yeah. couldn't get to all of them. If you send it to us, we're just running a little bit low on time. But uh, uh, yeah, hit us up on our socials. You can find us at Retrograde Pod, where we'll, we'll pose some of these questions yeah. before recording some more episodes at Retrograde Mikey at Retrograde Andy Yo. or at Re- the Retrograde Podcast on Twitter or sorry, Instagram as well. And send your questions, comments, all that stuff to the Retrograde Podcast at gmail.com as well. Ah, that was so much fun playing Stray and we get to hope we get to play some new games every once in a while and so if you've got a new game that we think we should be playing yeah let us know at those socials that mikey just gave out but until then we love every single one of you and we can't wait to talk to you soon my name is Andrew bascom and with me as always is the bad boy of podcasting mr bebop himself mikey aaronworth this is a retrograde podcast game over you know i'm a cat Want more Retrograde in your life? You can visit our website for show notes at theretrogradepod.com. Follow us on Twitter at RetrogradeMikey, at RetrogradeAndy, and the podcast at RetrogradePod. Or Instagram at theretrogradepodcast. For bonus episodes, check us out at patreon.com slash theretrogradepodcast. Send your questions and business inquiries to theretrogradepodcast at gmail.com. See you next week, D-Pads. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Meow, D-Pads. That's good. Oh, yeah. no, it's just... Meow. That's good. <laughs> That's good.